you know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time again for us, we being those weekend golf guys. I am Sean Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I'm in studio. He's out enjoying the fall weather at Eagle Springs Golf Course in uh, Golf Club, excuse me, in Walcott, Colorado, for a while yet. I'll tell you what, it's fall. These leaves are starting to change colors out here, man. I'm telling you, when the aspens start to turn gold, it is magic out here. Now, do the leaves fall completely before the first snow flies? I don't know. Okay. I don't know, but I do know this. They're 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 at like the first third of being unbelievably on fire, beautiful. Come and on. out here, it's way different. Look, I've been up in the Northeast, up in New England, and all the different colors, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, right. I've been in the Midwest, and all the different colors of different trees, and it's gorgeous. There's no doubt. But there is nothing that holds a candle when you see entire swaths of mountains turn gold. Yeah, that's true. With the white trunks of the aspens, it is something to behold. Last year, as I left Colorado at the end of September, in the midst of all of its glory, to go back to Indiana, I was angry. (laughs) I don't get angry at a lot of things. (laughs) And I was angry because I had to leave. Yeah. This year, I'm sure it'll be no different. That's right. In Indiana, in the fall, what happens is the corn stalks turn brown. That's about the only foliage color you get. Well, you know, southern Indiana has a lot of beauty, a Mm -hmm. lot, because the, the hills are there and the trees turn colors and there's a whole lot of different varieties of trees. And it really is beautiful. But... It's been pretty dry in Indiana. Yeah. And the colors aren't as good this year. So. Yeah, but you still have a Hoosier National Forest to. Uh, we do have a Hoosier yeah. National Forest. Yes, indeed. And we still do. don't know what a Hoosier is, but by God, we named <laughs> Hoosier National Forest after it. That's it. <laughs> um, but with the changing of the leaves, the changing of the temperatures, the changing of the seasons, comes a changing in your approach to the game. Oh, yeah. Because fall golf is different than oh, summertime. Yeah, sure summertime. Look, the, the grass is drier, right? Mm-hmm. Hasn't rained as much. The first thing I can tell you is the bounces are bigger, right? Because the ground's not soggy. Right. But the grass is drier. So you don't get those flyer lies. They, they get a lack, lack of moisture of the blades of grass between the face of the club and the ball. Yeah. Right. And so you don't get the big jumpers. You don't get the inconsistency. But there's some downside, folks. Greens get harder, too. They get dried out. They Which means baked. it's harder to hold? Hard to hold them. Yep. Easy to put them, boy. Easy to put on them, though. They get harder. Greens get cut. And they're smooth, baby. They're just smooth. Yeah. Because they're harder, there's fewer pitch marks. Okay, and the, and the and the grass doesn't have all that moisture in the blade of grass itself, so 
they're faster because there's less friction on the ball. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, fall golf outside of the leaves falling on the ground, you can't find your ball anymore. Yeah, you know, <laughs> outside of that stuff, you may not want to use orange balls during fall golf. Say, hey, this is ball hawker's paradise right now, baby. <laughs> the optic get out to the golf, get out to the golf course, start heading to the sides of the holes, and you're gonna find <laughs> some balls. Yes, indeed. Hey, get all those Pro V's while you can, baby. You know what? I I always had an idea that 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 forward thinking golf courses should include compact leaf blowers on the carts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. You know, let the guy just you've got this area, boys. We'll blow it around. Yeah, you not only have them, you know, in the rough along the tree lines and stuff like that, but you got them all over the greens on some some courses where there are trees close to yeah. the greens. And, you know, you sit there and you've got your towel and you're just, you know, swinging the yeah. towel back and forth trying to clear a path. I'm with you. By the time you get back to your ball, the leaves have all been blown back between you and the hole again. Right. It's no fun. But you know, look, you know, that they, wouldn't they be should- bad. Right, they could do that. Just hand them out in the pro shop. Just take the take the guy's driver's license, swap them out for the little battery operated leaf blower that you got. Yeah, it's a nice investment that I guarantee you people would love you for it. Yes, indeed, they would. It would be an easy way to find your balls. It would be an easier way to keep the uh, the path clear between your ball and the hole when you get to the green. Because there is yeah. nothing more frustrating than trying to hit a good putt rolling over impediments like leaves and what's even worse is those those dry brown pine needles <laughs> yeah right hate those spoken but. like a true true southern gentleman right <laughs> pine needles pine straw baby they're all over the place it's everywhere it's everywhere it's everywhere yeah. yeah um what about temperature now the the, the temperatures oh. Cool, you know, cool down. We we yeah, address cool this down. every year, but what? How drastic a change does it take to affect the flight of the golf ball temperature wise? Oh, a fair amount. I mean, look, the air's dry. The, the you know the balls. You know, when the air's dry, there's not as many water molecules in the air, so right. there's less friction. Right, it travels easier in the air, and that somewhat offsets the temperature. You know, it's. You think about it, and once you get into wintertime golf, and it's constantly cold. Yeah. You know, you think about it. You're still storing your bag right now in the trunk of the car, and it's not that cold in the trunk of the car, and it heats up all right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And the golf balls aren't really as cold as what you might be shivering, right? You're going to put a couple in your pocket. Yeah. So you know, we're not going to be thinking that the golf ball temperature is going to be that big a deal, and the air temperature is not going to be that big a deal. Unless it's early in the morning, and then all of a sudden it's a bigger deal. <laughs> but John, I know you. You ain't getting up in the morning, <laughs> especially not when it's forty-two look, degrees. No. Look, you're a one o'clock in the afternoon tea time golfer right now. Yes, I am. <laughs> so uh, you know, you got the warmer part of the day. It's still dry. Yeah. You're out there. You don't have to think about it too much. Yeah. I mean, the Actually, whole whole idea is that, like, when it's warm, we all know we've taken high school science we know that when things are warm they expand and and the thing that makes a golf ball fly is the compression when the club strikes it yeah so if it doesn't expand as much then you can't compress it as much therefore it won't fly as far 
Yeah, but we're talking a very small amount right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay. I was I was jumping ahead to like you know January. February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on. Look, here's the other part about January and February. Everybody's moving south, playing south. They're going warm. They're sick of the weather anyway. You're not yeah. playing. In, you're not playing in Louisville in January until unless all of a sudden you get that freaky seventy day, and then you're going to drop everything. That's right. But your plans are traveling. You're going to Florida. You're going to Texas. You're going to Southern California. You're going to Arizona. You're going to places that, you know, you're not going to sit there and freeze yourself. You know that. I may go to South Carolina, but I don't think I'm going as far as Florida. South Carolina's pretty fun, though. Let me tell you. Yeah, it is. It is. The Redneck Riviera, though, in Florida, you know, that that is yeah. that is Mecca for, I think, everybody here in Louisville. That's where they go. But they usually go in the summertime, which, you know, this this guy who was brought up in New England is like, why do you go south in the summer? No, that's that's a wintertime destination, people. You know. So the, that where where are you talking about in Florida? Oh, you know, Destin, Fort yeah. Walton, the, the Panhandle. Panhandle, yeah. The Redneck yeah. Riviera. Yeah. 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 All the way That's, over uh, to uh you know, um the the, the place just escaped from where the na- big naval station is. Oh, I don't know. It starts with P just before you get to oh, Alabama. Pensacola. Pensacola, just before you get yeah. to Alabama, yeah. 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 And then there's, you know, all the way over there. It's not all the way over there. You got New Orleans. You got Biloxi. Yeah. You know, Mobile, you got, Alabama. Yeah. I mean, the, the the whole Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Alabama is is great. It sure is, man. I tell you what, you ought to go, and then we you ought to do a show from each one of them. We ought to. We ought to. We ought to work that out, man. Because it's I'm not down far. To Florida, dude. I'm going to Florida. Yeah. I'm going south south. Dude, yeah. when I get, by the time I get there, I'm going to go from perfect weather in Colorado to a little bit cooler weather in Colorado where it's perfect out here, beautiful. And I'm just going to roll down South Florida right where it starts getting perfect down there. Yeah. And you're going to be mad at me because I got a suntan year round. You get <laughs> mad. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not that far from the sun here in Kentucky. I can get a tan. No, but it hides in Kentucky. It hides in Southern Indiana, Kentucky. It hides. Yeah, from like November to February, you got just overcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, no snow, but just some rain and hard to find and some cooler temperatures and general yuck. And it's it's fun though. I mean, fall is is a good time of year. But like you say, we we here in in Kentucky, we're AccuWeather fans. Every uh, every Monday, what we do is we or actually Sunday afternoons. While football games are on, we sit down and we check out the the uh, extended forecast for the coming week to plan out which days we're going to play golf. <laughs> and usually if it's in the fall, if it's over 60, we're there. In the wintertime, if it's over 45, we're there. You know? Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But fall golf is something uh, different. There's There are some differences to how you play. Like Jeff mentioned, it's the ground's harder. The air is less humid, so the friction on the ground and in the air is less. The greens are harder. They're going to roll faster. So there are some adjustments you need to make to your game to play in the fall. And we're going to talk about those when we come right back because we have been here long enough right now. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
And we are back, those weekend golf guys. This is the month of October. 30 days from now will be Halloween. And it just seems that when, as soon as Halloween hits, I, I've, I've been to Lowe's, I've been to Walmart, I've been to Home Depot. Yeah. They already have their Christmas trees up. Okay. Do they really? Yes, they Come do. On. But once you get to Halloween, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump to New Year's Day. So, yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It just starts going on by with the holidays and all the merry, merry ho ho hos and all that kind of good stuff. But let's let's take it from tea to green. Differences in how you approach the game in the fall. Yeah, let's first start with um, trying to remember, folks. Land the ball on the front of the greens, cause the greens are harder, mm-hmm. right? So if they're drying out. They're not getting watered. Matter of fact, this is the time of year where all the all the uh, all the golf courses up north they start uh, they start blowing out the lines on their sprinkler systems and shutting them down for the year, making sure the pipes don't freeze and all that stuff at night, you know, so the the greens are going to get a little firmer. So first thing you do, start hitting some high shots and landing them on the front of the greens because they're going to get some bounces and they're going to wind up not close to the hole. So even if your pin's on the back, folks, land that bad boy on the front. Don't start firing the pins thinking you're going to hold it because you're you're in for a chipping contest at that point. Yeah, and there's nothing more frustrating than watching your ball sail across a green it's yeah just, and you think man i caught that pretty close caught that pretty fresh you know what yeah. what happened here you know i i hit a good well-struck shot it flew pretty high came down on a trajectory that i'm used to seeing and they're used to holding the greens guess what they're not gonna hold so much now it just kept going and going and going yep and it's first and you- thing and no matter, and I, I don't care what you say about talking to the ball, it doesn't work in the fall. No. When well, you ask it, it to stop, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop anywhere. <laughs> when is the last time your ball actually behaved? No. Listen to you when you were pleading with it. <laughs> Come on. We all know golf balls are deaf and mute. Yeah. And, vin- and vindictive and spiteful. They are vindictive <laughs> and spiteful. Exactly. My wife has been talking to them, I think. But it's, it's it's so frustrating to watch that happen, especially if you hit it like right at the pin. You know, you've got one of these great shots. It's high, it's straight, it's right where you aimed it. And you watch it hit and hit and roll and roll and roll past the hole and just keep on rolling and going. And, you know. You, and, and then you wind up with a downhill putt of 30 feet and you're like, man. Yeah. Next thing you know, you got a 10 foot putt up the hill. And next thing you know, you got a five foot putt from the, cause the other one lipped out and it's on the side. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're picking it up, swearing, you'll swear it. So just <laughs> keep that in mind. Resin, resin, resin. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Those kinds exactly. of things. Yeah. Is there anything, I mean, would, would you suggest a change of equipment ball wise? Harder balls, softer balls? Um, um, look, there's there's people out there that might hear this and if you're not already playing a ball that flies high and spins enough to hold the greens all the time anyway yeah what makes you think somebody's gonna pay right now for that to happen during ball losing season in the leaf season well that's true they're looking at it economically man yeah there's no way i'm going out there and buying those pro bx's that's right because <laughs> i'm spin a little bit more because the greens are dry I'm going to go get if those they're not 30. playing that golf ball. They're not doing it now. 
going to go get those 36 packs of Slazengers just yeah. in case. Because it's leaf season. They're like, heck with this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They'll give me the big box store and I'm going to go white and round and just see what happens. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a color that is best to play for leaves? I mean, is the white great? Because I know the, the white the yellow seems is... like it's about the only thing, right? Because now the orange ball and the yellow ball, you just they, lose them. They just blend right in. Yeah. I mean, you so can I look think, right at one of those and not see it for the leaves. Yeah. You know, I think I think whitey is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I just do. And I can't understand, just as an aside, I mean, there are some companies now that are offering like blue maroon i've even seen some black golf balls yeah i'm like come on folks what are we doing here yeah and and you can see you know, them the great in the sky is the, is the green one not the neon green one just yeah. the regular <laughs> green one i'm like okay so the grass colored green one yes yeah. <laughs> you look at that and you're like man the only things finding those things are lawn are the mowers <laughs> right come on yeah, now but, those dark know, colored ones, man, you you can see them. They they're great contrast in the sky. When you're playing it, you know, you got white clouds and you've got blue sky, and you play, you know, and you can watch it. Sure. But the minute it hits the ground, I lose it. Yeah. I have no idea where it goes. Yeah. So it kind of defeats the purpose, I think. I can imagine somebody sitting around in golf ball company X's um you know, Salesforce, and they come up with this great idea about all these terrible colors for golf balls. They're forgetting about the fact that golfers actually have to like not use common sense to buy them. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to lose this ball the second I strike it. Yeah. Maybe what the marketing people are hoping for, right? (laughs) Well, a lot more golf balls would make them them easier to lose. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, buy the white ones next time. That's what it says. Buy the white yeah, ones right. next time. Yeah. Yeah. You just wasted $34.99. Because <laughs> you thought they were pretty. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the good news is yes, you, you do have to be more careful on the greens, but you're going to get more distance on the fairway for the same reason. Well, that's what I'm getting at is it's drier. Yeah. Right. So it's bounce and roll season. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden, you know, here's all the, the golf instructors out there now going, yep, love teaching and hitting drivers in the fall. We just go to the golf course. <laughs> go downwind, down range, boom. Look at that sucker roll out. John, you caught that thing. You've never hit a ball. Look, what I'm telling you right now, you've not done this all year, and all of a sudden you finally pick it up on it, and you nailed one 280. Yeah. You're like, yeah, sure yeah. did. That's yeah. great info. 180 right. in the air, 100 on the ground. On the ground, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. It's bounce and roll season, baby. Yeah. Well, it's good for those of us who uh, are, you know, have a penchant for worm burners. Because even, yeah. even your bad shots now are going to go further. So. <laughs> yeah, there's some trouble. Right? Yeah. There's good and bad with all this, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's adjustments to make, but... Um, you know, what about grips and stuff? Now, not now I don't mean physical, the grip on the club. I mean, your grip, how you hold it with your hands. Because your hand is going to, how should I put this? If it gets cold, it is less likely to 
feel the feel you normally feel in the summertime. Right. Wear okay. gloves. Well, I'm glad we got that fixed. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, you're right. It'll feel different. Yeah. Why? Because you're cold. Yeah. Right? Wear a glove. Two gloves. Right? Keep your hands warmer. Yeah. But you wouldn't change how you hold the club. No, 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 no. I, that's what I was talking about. The feel. It feels different. Your hand, oh, if you yeah. don't, if you don't have warmer hands, if you don't have two gloves, the ungloved hand is going to feel much different in the fall than it did in the summertime. Hand warmers, baby. Start get them out, cut yeah. that packet open, shake those bad boys up, roll them around your fingers, put them in your pockets, and keep those hands warm, folks. Yep. Do that. Which goes to the other part, right? Dress in layers and yes. wear a hat. Mm-hmm. Let's trap every ounce of heat we can trap. Mm-hmm. Right, starting to get starting to get a little fall season now, so it isn't just about the trees anymore, and it's not just about anything else. Let's now talk about you. Keep you warm, right? Keep those feet warm. Keep the back of the neck warm. Keep that spine warm. Keep that hat on your head. Yeah. Keep those hands warm. There are two places. Just now, take it from me. This is a kid who grew up in northern Maine. Okay, two places you you lose heat and. If you can keep these two places of your body warm, the rest of your body is going to follow suit. And those are your feet and your head. Yeah. So, I mean, don't don't brag about it. But if you can go down to, uh, you know, Rural King or one of those places that caters to hunters, buy yourself yeah. a pair of electric socks if you need to. There's no shame in that. Right? <laughs> no, look, warm feet are warm feet. Yeah. Happy about that. Yeah. And and I swear by even those those thinly knit Titleist ear warmers, little headbands. Yeah, right. Those those are marvelous, man. Although I don't know how you can work uh, keeping a hat on because they just make it difficult to keep a hat tight enough yeah. around your head. <laughs> but yeah, hey, that's a problem. That's you know that's that's a first world problem. What can I say, man? That's you know no big deal there. But, um, you know, you dress, dress warmly, more warmly as the season progresses, more layers, because you're probably going to start, depending on what time of day you start, you're going to be stripping off layers as you go, because the sun still tends to get a little bit warm uh, when it rises yeah. high in the sky, even during the, the fall time. We've got more. We're coming back. So I uh, hope you do, too. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Well, of course, we have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and follow us. Like us, please. All right, we are back those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton, and uh, we're talking about playing golf in the fall because it is the 1st of October already. And if this comes as a shock to you, I apologize. Somebody should have been keeping track. But... I was reading, I think it was Lynx, the online magazine, Lynx.com. Yeah. And they were talking about rules that they uh, they thought should be changed. And they, they had 10 of them. This is this is an annual thing that most yeah. most golfers get into about, you know, all yeah, the right. stupid rules we had to live by. But they agreed their number one rule, their number one pet peeve is yours about yeah. how you can fix fairway divots dip. on the green, but not in the fairway. That's right. Come on, man. It's the same concept. Yeah. Different chunk of ground, right? Don't make me play from one of those. 
Yeah, but you're more apt to, to encounter divots in the fairway than you are on the green. That, look, doesn't even matter. Be consistent, folks. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know look, look if, if one spot on the golf course, you're allowed for a prist- to fix everything so it's pristine and perfect, mm-hmm. right? Instead of playing it as it lies and not being able to influence your line of play, well, <laughs> well let me do that out there in the fairway too, folks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, like you, you once said, if I, if I hit from the, from the tee and I hit a, hit a shot that uh, goes right into the, uh, into, into the rough, I would probably have a much better lie and a better chance of hitting the green on my second shot than would you, if you hit one straight down the middle, but wound up in someone else's divot. Yeah. And you're penalizing me Yeah, for being, for being more accurate. Yeah. Right. Which those I mean, serve your right to suffer. Right? Those of us who spend time, effort, and energy practicing and training ourselves to hit it well and hit it straight and hit it in what's supposed to be the easiest place to play from. Mm-hmm. And then they make it harder to play from it because of some obscure rule that's made up by somebody who was clearly drunk at the time. And he thought <laughs> of that rule. And everybody else, <laughs> they're thinking it's, well, let's just uphold this, play it as it lies. Okay. <laughs> but nobody does. No. There's 2,500 different ways you can not play it as as it lies right in a stinking rule book. Okay. Yeah. We get to lift, clean, and place it here. We get to touch it here. We get to check this. We get to move that. We're like, come on. You're either going to, you're either going to die on this hill or you're not. Right. USGA. Come on. But they, you decided to bring this up just to get me stirred up, didn't you? I did. <laughs> As I was reading it, I went, I wonder if Jeff has seen this, man. <laughs> I got to mention this to him. You did yeah, you did this. You just tried to get a rise out of me. Yeah. Well, I, I just know how. Because how, it works. I know it does. It works every time. I just know. I know how how badly you feel about how this rule works. And again, like you mentioned, it's, it's one that it's hard to. Uh, Hard to come up with an excuse to get around it because there are no immovable impediments usually where there's a divot right. in the middle of the fairway. Uh, you know, you're you you aren't in any penalty area where you can move it back a club length as long as you know you're no closer to the to the hole. Um, you know, stuff like that. No no free drop areas. I mean, it should be you should be able to just move it, get it out of the divot. Don't even have to drop it. Just move it over an inch or two. It's pretty serious, right? Closely mown areas through the rough. If the ball's embedded in the ground, there's an embedded ball rule that if it's closely mown areas through the rough and the damn thing's plugged, you get to pick it out of there yeah. so you don't have to hit it out of the hole that it's in. Whether the hole was made by the ball or made by the club, they differentiate that. Yeah. Come on, folks. That That's, that's your, a, that's, I, that's, I, I, that's I a difference without... Yeah. I mean, what, what, what is harder? Is it harder to hit the ball accurately out of a divot or out of a repaired divot? One that they've just thrown sand in and punched it down a little bit or patted down or whatever. I think it's harder out of the sanded divot. Okay. Because much of the time it's like hitting out of a fairway bunker sometimes where there's a ball sinks down into a little bit, but then, then there's that deep gouge. Yeah. You know, the guy who's an excavator is playing out in front of you. Yeah. And, you you know, you, you 
and you hit a great tee shot, you put it in his ankle breaker, you know, of a divot. Yeah, that's not easy either. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult when it's in a divot. It's difficult to get your club at the bottom of the ball. It really is. Yeah. And that's what makes the ball go up. So, you know, you just got penalized by the rule book by being good enough to hit it in the fairway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. come on. Balls in the rough half the time it's sitting halfway up to three fourths of the way up anyway. Yeah. Like you got to like on this grass tee. So it's like beneficial to just bomb and gouge. And if it goes the fairway, all right. And if it goes the rough, all right. Yeah. Come on. Now, fairway grass, well, let's say rough grass. In the fall, it tends to get stiffer, less water. That's dry. So, so it, that does, it does, makes it easier. Keep the ball up more. Yeah. yeah, right. Ball doesn't sink to the ground. It's not all this big snarly nut stuff back there. Yeah, you know, it's like being on a tee. In the way your butts, right? Yeah, it's like being on a tee. So I guess I guess one of the techniques to play successful fall golf is aim for the rough. Well, that's where all the trees are and all the leaves. Hopefully, are there too. So yeah. you know, we got we got penalties going on all over the place. Actually, don't aim for the rough because that'll defeat the purpose. <laughs> so here's that, that. Here's that other thing. That's why everybody plays. You know, get, you know. Here's this sort of golf manifesto that's being played more than the USGA rulebook, right? Right. USGA rulebook. You know, you, you don't see some accommodation for the fact that leaves are everywhere in the fall. You don't get to just you know act like oh we all say it's the leaf rule. There isn't one in the book. Yeah. But there is one in the Sword of Golf Manifesto. Yeah, there is. Throw one down, move on. <laughs> now, if if in in the USGA book, if your embed embed if your ball comes to rest within a bed of leaves, can you move the leaves out of the way as long yeah, as you yeah, don't yeah. move Those the are ball? All loose impediments. Okay, they're all loose impediments, right? You just move them out of the way. Okay, but we're talking about you can't find the stinking thing. Oh um, yeah, by the way. And now the new rules don't even give you five minutes anymore. Yeah, they give three you three. Yeah. So here you are. Who, who does this rule help anyway? Right? If if were if you were John, I'm sorry to go crazy on this USGA thing, but you you did this to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's just say, John, you decided for the first day in a long time that you're gonna play by every single USGA rule there is. Are you really going to go back to the tee after three minutes of losing that Pro-V? Or are you going to sit there and look for that sucker because it cost you four bucks? <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. And when there's you're another group the back lower. on the tee, when there's a group back on the tee, you're not going back there and say, excuse me, gentlemen, but I've got to hit this shot again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's They're going to look at you and go, no, we got time crunch. Yeah. I don't care about you and your three minutes and your, and your drive back to the tee and lose another golf ball. Yeah, and go do that process again. Drop one right. and move on, sucker. Uh-huh. So I heard I heard a guy ask a question. He said, "If if you and your buddy are out playing golf, and he hits the the ball into the into the rough into the woods, and he's sitting there and he's looking for it, and you're helping him look for it, and it gets to be the three minutes, and it's up, and he says, listen, uh, you go out there and you hit your shot, and and I'll just look a little bit more, and then and then I'll hit mine as soon as you're done.'" So you go out to your ball and you hit it. And he's funny as you're out there at your ball, lining up your shot. You hear him say, found it. Yeah. And then he hits this great shot out of the, out of the rough onto the green. 
The question yeah. is, do you tell him that your ball has been in his pocket, that his ball's been in your pocket all this time or not? <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. Yeah. Okay. I think you call him out on that. You say, look, dude, I knew you were going to do that. So I picked up your golf ball, put it in my pocket. I wanted to see how fast it would take you. Right. It took you about 30 seconds. Here's your ball back. <laughs> Guess what? I no, let's the move hole. on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I heard a story yeah. of a true story. A friend of mine was playing with a guy who hit a, hit a shot into the green and got up to the green and couldn't find the ball and looked all over the, the apron and everything. And finally he just dropped one out of his pocket down his leg, you know, and he goes, Oh, here it is right here. And then, and then everybody went to pull the pin out and his ball was actually in the cup. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah. You better check. You lose. Before you, you lose. cheat like that, you should check the cup at all times. If you can't find the ball, check the cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beauty right there. Yeah. However out of character it might be for you. But, but again, the, the good news is that fall golf, it's crisper. The grass is crisper. The ground is crisper. Things are going to uh, things are going to be moving further. They bounce more. Plus, a lot of people bake during this time of year, so it smells better. Yeah, especially if it's a golf course with a lot of houses surrounding it. You get uh, yeah, you get the the baking sense. It's really cool. So, like have, have fun out there in the fall. Just. Just dress right, play right, and have a good time. We got more. We're coming back. You do too. We're all those weekend golf guys. We've got a fun group for you to hang out with on Facebook. It's facebook.com, League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith out there on the veranda of a very nice condo minimum at the Eagle Springs Golf Club in Walker, Colorado. It's early October. It's time for me to get back to Indiana, right? So this is yeah. about the last time we'll be doing a show from Colorado this year, Okay, right? Because, cool. look, it's time to get back home. Yeah. Right? Oh, I can imagine, I, man. What's I love it out here. You know, here it is, it's 1st October. The weather's the weather's changing a little bit. The trees mm-hmm. are still beautiful. But, uh, you know, I got a little bit of business still here left. But then I got to, you know, let's get, let's get back home to Indiana a little bit. Yeah. There's a song yeah. about that, isn't there? There is a little bit of that. Gomer Pyle sings it, I think. But anyhow. Yeah. All right. All summer long, we have been working hard. We have been practicing because you have honed so much information and beaten it into our heads that we need to practice the short game because that is the part of the game that will save us the most strokes. Yeah. So we know all about the firm-wristed scrape and the the hinge and thump shot and all those that we have been talking about and practicing all season, but now it's getting cold. And I would assume that those shots would have to make, you'd have to make some major adjustments with those types of shots also. Yeah. The first thing you should be doing, John, 
is in these in this firm handed scrape or this hinge and thumb, you better make a couple practice swings, kind of feel what that ground is, right? Because mm -hmm. here it is in the softer season, and you kind of get an idea how that club is going to interact with the turf. Now all of a sudden it's going to be a little bit bouncier, a little bit skippier, isn't it? Mm, I would imagine. Right? Because yeah. firmer, right? Yeah. So the ground's not going to give way so much. So we may have to think about taking a little bounce angle off this club so we can still get it below the ball, even if it's a firm-handed scrape or if it's a hinge and thump kind of a shot, right? So let's take a little bit of bounce off. Let's make sure that we don't have too much of it because now the ground's a little harder. Now all of a sudden we're standing the chance of sculling the snot out of this thing because we had too much bounce. So how do we do that? We tilt the handle forward a little bit. Okay. Right? Sounds easy enough. Yes, you're, yes, you're de-lofting it just a bit. Mm -hmm. Right? And they're like, well, wait a minute. It's going to roll out more. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan, Stan. Yeah. Right. But what we're trying to do is to take away the potential for the sculled shot. Yeah. Because the ground's firmer. Right. Anytime you're playing off a firm surface you're going to want less bounce okay. than more bounce because the bounce angle, you know, that, that, that the leading edge is higher than the bottom of the club kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't want any part of that okay. now because it's grounds hard. So anytime you're playing off hard surface, you want to de bounce the club, tilt the handle a bit more forward till the bottom of the sole plate rusts flush on the ground. Okay. Because we can't afford to scull it. Yeah. Yes. It does mean that it's, we're de-lofting it, folks. And it does mean all that. But what we're doing is we're taking away the potential for the dangerous, nasty shot. Yeah. Leaving ourselves with, we just chipped one a little shorter and let it roll out because we got less loft in our hands now. All right. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We just have to know what we're doing and why. At what point do you suggest people maybe putt instead of chip if they're when off the surface? Really, yeah, when there's it's kind of a smooth-ish thing from off the surface to on. If it's bumpy, okay, I don't like. I just don't like it if it's bumpy, right? Okay. If if it's smooth-ish, I like it. So basically, Perhaps what you're dry. saying is. Is if there's nothing to get in the way of a ball rolling, right? Roll it. But if it's if you need to go over the stuff, then right. chip. Or if you know the if it's in the rough, I just don't. I'll chip it, right? But if right. it's in the fringe and there's closely mown areas through the green, you know that kind of thing, mm -hmm. then there's a chance I could putt that, right? But I look at it and go, okay, how long is this putt, and do I have to have do I the hard one is always well, it's just a few feet off. I got four feet of of fringe to put it through, but then I only want it to go two feet after that. Now I'm saying there's no way I'd put that. Okay. Because I got to hit it hard enough to get through four feet of fringe, so to speak, which means I got to hit it a little harder. And as soon as it gets through that four feet of um, fringe, it's now got to roll really slow. Yeah. So I think it's better to put the ball in the air just a little bit and let it bounce up there a couple of times because yeah, because the contacting the the ground will slow it up. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's an easier shot at that point. Okay, right. Just depends on how far you've got to go through that rough. Yeah, if I don't have to go very far, it's an easier shot. 
Yeah, going going through rough, and then like you just the scenario you just said, where there's only a few feet of green after the rough you go through. Um, that that's so hard to judge. Right, right. It's better to chip that, get the ball in the air, get it up and down. You know, let it get it up in the air just a, a little tiny bit, let it bounce on the ground. You know, and try to get some through that some of that, and just let it trickle out. And yeah. I think that's a smarter play. Could be wrong, but I think that's a smarter play. Yeah, it probably is. And that's, that's, that is one thing I would think too, that you might, you might, a caveat you might make to players during the fall is be smarter because there's, there's more ways to lose your ball first off. Cause I yeah. mean, if, if, if the leaf cover is, is such that, you know, you've, you've got places where it would be normally easy to hit your ball, but there's too many leaves. You could lose the ball by hitting it, you know, to the oh, edge of quickly. the fairway or whatever. You know, very, very, very quickly. Yeah. 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 So, so a couple things, you know, I work with a lot of tournament players. So as we talk about playing smarter, you know, we're looking at it going, okay, where can I play golf from and where can I not play golf from? Mm-hmm. Right. How do I find my ball? You know, how do I make sure that you see what's going on up there and you pay attention to the ground, you pay attention to how hard the ground is if I hit this driver right here and I bust it right through here and it's bone dry, where's it going to go? Think about that folks. What's going to happen just because you can hit a driver a long way. There's a lot of times where you don't want it to go a long way because it ain't stopping anymore. And now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you've hit it through the fairway, through the light rough, through whatever. And you know, you're looking for it going, man, I never hit a ball this far, but the trouble is you hit it offline. Yeah. And even if you don't hit it offline, you still, you know, you you've perfected or or at least you've become used to specific distances. Yeah. Because you you hit your your drives usually within, you know, ten or fifteen yards the same each time, and you know you know how far your your balls go according to the club you hit, and those are going to change during the fall too, right? Yeah. So, you know, fall golf gets a little bit confusing. So just be smart. Yeah. You know, don't we all don't, like smarter golf. Yeah. Don't, don't get yourself into a position where you have no idea what to do next because that's right. Yeah. It, that gets you, uh, it gets you very frustrated, but Hey, just again, all forward thinking golf club operators, battery operated leaf blowers. On every cart, please. Hey, you look, you charge premium for them. Yeah, people pay it. You yeah, know, right. well, they all want to bring out their, they all want to bring out their, their weed whackers and their, their leaf blowers to improve their line of play. Yes, but well, that's what they want. And it'll save you and the grounds crew all that time for having to get rid of the leaves. It's a couple extra bucks in it for you. Make make keeps more. People, keeps, look, it keeps people coming to your golf course. Yeah, because if you've nope. got the leaf blowers and three other golf courses in your vicinity don't, who, who are people going to come to first? You. Yeah. Darn straight. Look, you know, they'll even turn it back in and offer them a, you know, offer them a half-price uh, beverage of their choice, you know, in the, in the 19th hole. And next thing you know, they'll stay for another one. Because yeah. you got them to come back into the clubhouse at the end of the round of golf as opposed to slamming the trunk and driving off. Yeah. Cause they got to go turn in their, turn in their leaf blower and get the driver's license back. That's when you hand them the, the coupon for the half off on the Sunto. What a yeah. good idea. There you go. 
And more and more ideas like this on how to make more money at your golf course are available at jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. Yeah, okay. <laughs> as, as well Not as hard, folks. as well as great lessons on how to play in the summertime, in the fall, in the winter, in the spring, year round. Whether you're in in the north, in the south, in the cornfields of Indiana, down in the swamps of Florida, or wherever, Jeff's been there. He knows exactly what to do wherever you do it. So check him out, JeffSmithGolfInstruction.com. You can always go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Listen to any of the back catalog. We've got about 379 shows in the can. Need you to listen to them all. We've got some great stuff back there, people. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you following us. Subscribe, why don't you? Leave us a nice glowing recommendation to everybody else. And then come back and just be better the next time you go out this fall and play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.